Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, this is the first ever episode of Athletico Mints. Um, me and Bob reckon that the podcast doesn't really hit its stride till about episode eight. So if you're starting here at the first one, we'd recommend that maybe give it a miss and go to about episode eight and go forwards from that. Please come back to this one at some point though, because, you know, it's not that bad. All right, Bob. All right, Andy, got to ask you, what was that music you've chosen for the introduction there? Well, it's kind of to send a message to our Far East listeners from yeah. the get-go. I just want to say that we come in peace. Oh, we, right. We mean no harm. You're trying to attract the yen and that, are you? Well, why not? That's where the money is these days, isn't it? We daft yeah. not do, really. Yeah, no, big money is in football. You want this to be a big hit over there, do you? I want a global reach. Yeah. Yeah, you want, to be, you want to become a rare and air. Well, if I can be. Yeah, well, that's a good idea. So I think it's good to see you. Well, it was very calm and, and very Eastern friendly, so that's got us off to a, a good start, thanks. It has. And, and welcome to Athletico Mince. It's the football podcast that no one really wanted. Yeah, and, and what I wanted to be called Athletico Parsnips, but carry on. Well, it's not. It's yeah. Athletico Mince. Oh, I can see you've just read it. Oh, I know it's not. Well, it's here now. That's yeah. what it's called, so you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, so it's, it just gives people the idea it's going to be a savoury show, and I don't think it is. I think unsavoury is going to be the uh, watchword. Carry on, Andy, introduce well, the show. Anyway, coming up, we're going to discuss the burning issues from this week's football, predominantly the shift towards gentleness that's dominating the Premier League title chase. Oh, aye. And we're going to also consider Alan Shearer's wife's bra. Okay. We're going to look at Manchester United's new tractor. Oh, right, a new chat at last, I hear the Man United fans show. Yep, yep. There's a German Division 2 brothel offer. Right, you We'll cover that, hopefully. And there's also the Brazilian player who wets himself before every match. Yeah. And using the input of our Twitter followers right. to construct the ultimate gruesome footballer. Right, you That, Bob, yeah. is the Atletico mince way of doing things. Okay, well, do can I first of all say, like, I was hoping you were going to allow me to ask the burning question, have you ever met a footballer? Because I wanted to, people to know that my authority to speak on the subject matter of football comes from the fact that I have met a footballer. How many have you met? I, I, I'm for sure I've met over five footballers. Really? Yeah. At the same time? No, at different times. Um, Fowler, Robbie Fowler, yeah. he was awful. An awful man. Just yeah, he's terribly, terribly nasty to um, Matt Lucas, George Dawes. Was he a brute? What he said was brutal. Mm-hmm. I couldn't possibly repeat it, but luckily he was with Steve McInerman. Yeah, that's him. Steve McInerman? Yeah. Steve McInerman, the one who went to Germany? Did he go to Germany, Steve McInerman? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he was very nice and intervened. Did he sort of diffuse the situation, did yeah, he? Yeah, he did exactly. He was a peacemaker, yeah. Good. Um, but... One night, I think my best meet was Chris Kamara, 
He's an ex-Middlesbrough player, now does the Sky Sports. And the, the thing on ITV with the, the ninjas. Oh, yeah, which, of course, maybe, you know, that's a nice and friendly to the Far East. With what show was that? The Ninjas? The Ninjas. Yeah, they'll yeah. like that over there. Ninja the, Challenge. Ninja Challenge. <laughs> and, yeah, so I met him, but it was in very unusual circumstances. I promise I'll get, keep it brief because I know you've got your menu to get through. But I was in a hotel bar in Manchester and... Um, Hurricane Higgins, the snooker player, wanted to have a fight with me. Now deceased. Now deceased. Um, next to me was Noddy Holder from Slade, who intervened in the. It was intervening in the scrap. In a similar way, the Macamaman. Yes. So reconciliation, peace. Holder was the peacemaker. Yeah, he was the peacemaker. Um, as this was happening, Mark Lamar. Um, fell through the ceiling of the bar. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Yeah, and at that same time, Chris Kamara, who'd been out drinking with us earlier, came through the bar doors and said, "What do you want me to sing?" <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, but the, anyway, so I've got that on the system. We can return to your menu. Gen- so yeah, maybe that's two of the five footballers you've met covered in one anecdote yeah, maybe it, we'll move on to another one next week if you run out of time today Andy I've got quite a, a charming little story about the Brazilian footballer Emerson have and, you and the night that I had a sal- salsa dancing well, the, his, his wet perm that he, he had did yeah, he have that at the not time not wet to the touch though Andy was it not was it solid solid as a rock you bounce a pencil off it it was you? the same glisten that you get from um, Corian you know your oh, work surface yeah. So, yeah nice anyway who's the gentlest manager in the Premier League Bob well, now, I wonder. Come on, I mean, off the top of your well, head. Well, off the top of my head, I'm going to say Ranieri. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very good with nerves. But there's, <laughs> there's him. Any, yeah. any others you can think of? Um, I I mean, we're guessing to an extent Pochettini. Yeah. Pochettino. 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 Both um, of them, think about it, right? Both okay. of them, very gentle, very tender men. Yeah. Very softly spoken. All and right. look at where they are on the league table. Oh, I thought you were. I wondered where you were going. I thought you were going to. This is my theory. Love to them. No, no. This is my theory. All right. We're witnessing a sea change. Yeah. In football management, and that we've got two of the gentlest managers possibly ever. Yeah. Ahead of the pack. No, that actually. Do you know what, Andy? That is actually quite interesting, because it could be the case that these footballers no longer willing to respond to the hard knock manager. Maybe the, there's been a the, yeah. the sock full of pool balls. All that business, the hairdressers, hair dryers, <laughs> and all that business. <laughs> I'm not drunk, Andy. You're looking at me like I'm drunk. It's the middle of the afternoon. Which is why I'm assuming that you're drunk. <laughs> well, do you know what? You've piqued me interest there, Andy. There might be something in that. Do you reckon? Well, I thought I'd come with something. You, I thought I, I'd come with some kind of agenda. Nigel Pearson, <clears throat> I can remember him um, as a player. Um, it was after the cup final that Middlesbrough played in, um, marching down to the toilets and threatening Ravenelli yeah. and throwing Ravenelli out of the hotel, saying he wasn't welcome at the post-cup um, celebrations. Why was that then? A personal vendetta? No, that, I mean, Ravenelli went off after about 13 minutes pretending to be injured. Right. And I think everyone thought he was, you know, what would you call that, on the... What would be a phrase when you're... When I don't you're, know, Skyven? Yeah, but being a bit, being a bit of a twister... Taking the piss. Te- that's it. Taking the piss. He want- and so, so he's an hard knock one. Yeah, and he well, likes to offer out members of the of the crowd. And he, he does. And he has laid the foundations for Ranieri's success this season. Yeah. And he's the complete opposite. Right. So what what does that tell us? So they have responded to this gentle 
charming touch. Peterson got them so far with the sock full of pool balls. Yeah. And now Ranieri with his winning smile. Yeah. And his, his friendly manner. His gentle ways, yeah. He's like a fur coat for them in the wintertime, isn't he? He is. That they all creep out of, come out of the pockets and the sleeves. Yeah. Go and play terrifically. Yeah. Do you want them to win the championship, the premiership? I think I do now. Yeah? I've got objections. List your objections. Objection number one is the markings on the pitch. Yeah, I They're accepted. a little bit accepted. too elaborate. Yeah. And objection number two is that cardboard clappy thing that all their fans have got. Yeah. That's that, they should have had points docked for that. To yeah, be honest, two very very genuine objections there, Andy. But I, I'd like them to win it. I think. But on, on, putting all that aside, I would like them to win it. Yeah. Getting back to Pearson, if you think about it, yeah. All of this Leicester thing has all been triggered by a racist orgy last summer. And where was that? The one in Thailand, the, where Nigel Pearson's son yeah. took part, and that is what has it's all snowballed from that. This whole thing. It was the catalyst. Yeah. Of the. Of the, the the gentle. What did he do? He made racist comments as he was filming something, didn't he? I think he did. Yeah, I think he he performed an act of racist intercourse. Yeah, I don't quite know how that works. Well, I'm not going to go into it because okay, this is for legal reasons. And no, but who could have known? So that is incredible, isn't it? That it is. was the start of this this march to success. That is no, that's quite a thought. But I mean, you have to. There's a. You have to be cautious. Because what? Yeah, I'll ask you this: the Watford manager, yeah, Kike Flores. Yeah, what do you think? Do you think he looks gentle, vicious, middle for diddle? What do you reckon? I reckon he's 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 gentle, ninety five percent of the time. But if he goes, he goes hard. Rightio, and he's achieved medium I'm success. To- or, yeah. So right, he doesn't prove anything. And I don't though. know if he's gone yet. <clears throat> I don't know if the Watford players have seen him in full flow. Yeah. Sort of like chucking daggers around the, the dressing room and yeah. stuff. I think he'd probably have a flamethrower as well. Okay, well, let's look at it from the other way then. Who's not succeeding? Your manager, Sunderland's manager, Sam Allardyce. Yeah. What well, do you reckon? Well, that's, that's, that's not really his fault. No, but in, he's is he gentle or is he, um, you know... What? He's a lot more gentle than you'd imagine. Yeah? Because Allardyce is into statistics. Right. And I think he's into mood. Yeah. I think he probably gives them... Herbal medications. Well, you surprised me. I mood. thought he'd have been a right bastard. No, you'd think so, but I don't think he is. It's the statistics thing that he's into. Well, that doesn't help your argument then, Andy, does it? Because they're failing. Obviously, I'm very distressed by that. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. you got you got McLaren down the bottom. Is is he gentle? Is he a tender man? Is he a I, kind man? If you ask me, if you sum it up, I reckon a sulker. You reckon? A, a sulker, yeah. Silent treatment, Silent one treatment, of them. Yeah, and when you think about it, yeah, it, but players aren't going to respond to that so, ultimately, are they? Rather than address a problem, he'll just tut and leave the room. That's what I reckon, yeah. And then they all feel like they're walking on eggshells all the time. Yeah, them. not concentrating on the game, which they well, clearly there are. You, there you go, then. And who have we got right at the That's bottom? why they're in the mess they're in. We've got this lap vanguard fella at Villa. Remy, Remy God. No, he looks gentle, Andy. He looks out of his depth. I don't think he knows what he's doing. So you're allowing him to be an exception to your gentle manager. I don't manager's think he's gentle. I think he's bewildered. Right. Well, you know, if you want to bring this one to an end, all we can say is bewildered managers feel feel gentle, kind, empathetic. Oh, nice word. Yeah, managers succeed. Succeed. That's the way it's going. I think. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, maybe 
maybe the natural progression of that is for there to be a female manager. You, well, know, you know what I mean? Well, w- w- it's International Women's Day today, so... That's a good... How, how, how far away are we from an international manager being a woman? Being a woman. Being an international woman, yeah. even. Who, well, do you think, who do you think will be in the running for that? To be, a, a, to be a, the first professional kind of female football manager, Claire yeah. Balding. Right. She's not really international, though. She's called domestic. Oh, well, I'm, I, I, well, you should know. What I've done is, is I've completely rejected your idea of the international prefix. Right. I'm just going for a first... The first woman you can think for of. Woman, and I think Claire Balding. Right. What about you? Fern Britton. Fern Britton. She's the one from Radio 1, isn't she? No, Fern Cotton. Fern Cotton. No, not her, Fern Britton. Any of the ferns? Yeah. All right, fair enough. Well, I'm hedge, we'll... hedging me bets <laughs> with a fern. Who's Phil Vickery married to? It's her, isn't it? All oh, right, yeah, it could work. Britain, Fern, in that Britain. case, like it a, could a work. husband and wife duo. Yeah. That's a bit sexist, though, isn't it? You're just sort of presuming that she'd need a fella alongside to hold a hand no, I'm not pres- on the managerial I, ladder. I've just seen his physique, and I think that he'll, he'll having him on tap. Yeah. For advice about uh, physical fitness right. in the team. And nutrition. And nutrition is a great idea. So we're looking at Phil Vickery and Fern Britton. Fern yeah. Cotton? Fern Cotton Fern can Britain. come along as well to make it feel like a family club. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mum, dad and daughter. She could be like the rebellious daughter, couldn't she? Yeah, and they could have a dog as well, a great yeah. big daft poodle. Sounds like a sitcom, this, doesn't it? Yeah, they could um, colour the poodle the same as the, uh, as the home kit. That kind of thing. Nice. I think we've covered that, have we? Have we covered all that now? Well, yeah, I think we've covered it. In Just that was my theory. You asked us to come in with a theory, yeah. didn't you? I mean, it's a, no. it's a little bit weak because, like, for example, Thanks. it may be the case that Chris Evans, say, or oh, James Corden, mm. and that, it may be, I don't know, it may be the case that they're not as nice as they appear on the screen, like, you know, like the boys next door. <clears throat> well, it could be that they're absolutely horrendous, nasty but people. But they both come across as such... <laughs> Such nice types. Yeah, and I'm saying Ranieri might be pulling that trick on us. Right. So I think your science is right. I don't think we know whether... So you think Ranieri could actually be capable of things that we probably shouldn't discuss any further? Exactly. For many reasons. So yeah, go and work on that one. OK, I'll come back to you on that one next yeah, week. See how that works for you. Have you ever met a footballer, Bob? Yeah. Told you earlier, I'm Chris Kamara. Oh, you did, yeah. Sorry um, about that. No, I'll, I've met more. If you want, have you ever met a footballer? I nearly met one once. All right. Um, that sounds like a good story. Do you remember Gary Rowell? Yeah, I remember Gary Rowell. Sunderland player, and he played for Borough for a while, didn't he? Yeah. Late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. And he was my hero. Right. And in the little village that I lived in, near Sunderland, when I was about nine, there was a new fruit and veg shop right. that was opening up, and Gary Rowell came to do the honours. Cut, yeah. cut the tape. I declare this fruit and veg shop open for business. Yeah. And I was too scared to go. Really? Yeah. That's interesting, that, Andy. So, my mum went instead. Yeah. Got an autograph, and I, I just I bottled it. No, oh, well, it just shows your passion for the game, you see. Thanks. I went up with the BBC Two to do a programme about Middlesbrough. It was a half-hour programme presented by someone who used to be in Brookside. Ring a bell? Simon yeah, someone? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And um, so we got there, and we're filming. Ricky Tomlinson. Yeah. <laughs> Sinbad. And... <laughs> We got to Middlesbrough football ground. It was Paul Wilkinson, our centre-forward yep. at the time, and they said, right, Bob, go and say hello. We need to film this. And like you, I bought it. I said, I'm really sorry. I know you've brought me all the way up here. <laughs> but I come too scared to go and, and say hello. And how old were you? Were you like nine or ten then? No, this was... Uh, I was filming for you, them. This was... Oh, you were a grown man? Grown man, yeah. 
But uh, but fully formed adult. Since then, scared. Paul Wilkinson. Yeah, I'll approach any footballer. Absolutely anyone. Try and start a fight and then wait and see who wades into bring it up. Actually, I might not approach. Is he called Flanagan? Liverpool right back. John Flanagan, yeah. I don't think I'd approach him. I wouldn't recognise him. Yeah, I wouldn't approach him. I've got various worries about his face. I wouldn't recognise him if he was on fire in my garden. Okay. But that's just me. So what's next, Andy? There's, There's this thing. Manchester United have got an official tractor. Right. Supplier now. Yeah. Because obviously there's been a lot of unofficial Manchester United tractors yeah. down the years. Yeah. A lot of confusion among the fans. Yeah. And especially because, you know, they're a global <laughs> brand now. Tra- tractors are different from country to country, aren't they? Yeah. It depends where you go. Different needs, yeah. different functions. Yeah. But mainly people want to buy the official one. People want the like... official one, don't they? People don't want to buy a snide tractor like outside the ground. Exactly, like some bloke yeah. who's just come along and he's selling them. Yeah, they don't want to be able to say to the neighbouring farmers, see them turnips or them beets. Yeah. They were pulled up by the official tractor of Manchester United. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. now, finally, finally, the powers that be at Old Trafford have, have got their act together and yeah. they've got an official tractor. Okay, and, and you've was, got a picture of it there, it was, have you? I have, but this is an audio thing, I so I can't that. really... Yeah. But suffice to say, it's a beautiful red tractor. It is, and it's got Dwight York standing next to it as well. Shit. He's gone. Dwight York's gone all the way to Thailand. Yeah. To launch. Nice mention for the, our friends in the Far East. Oh yeah, you. isn't it? Shall we just drop the music just drop in the again music just for a few seconds and just just reflect on that? That was nice. So getting back to the um, to the tractor, Dwight York's gone to Thailand. Yeah, he's not an official Man United player anymore, but he must have some kind of ambassadorial, yeah, agricultural role. Yeah, within the yeah. club, he's gone there. He's, he's he's done what Gary Rowell did at the fruit and veg shop for me. Yeah, well, I wasn't there, but you know, cut the tip. Yeah, et voila, the Man United tractor. Le tracteur. Yeah. Get cultivating all my new vans. <laughs> See, I mind, mind you, like you'd you'd like to you'd like to arrive at Old Trafford in the tractor, wouldn't you? Do you would know, you? What I'm just saying. I, I think you would. I, I, I think that would be dangerous. You'd have kids hanging off it and stuff. Exactly. If what if you were Dwight York? No, I'm just saying. Just a regular fan. So look, I'm taking this on face value. I don't know whether you're having me on here, Andy. So they're now available what the official Man United tractor. So it's say, there. You've just looked at the picture. Okay, it's an official Man United tractor. Tra- got Dwight York tractor, next to it. How much more official do you want it to be? Can you buy anything but a red tractor? To be honest, you get green ones. Oh, can you? John Deere, they're green, aren't they? So, I'd like to turn up to show the club that I've spent up on the official tractor. You surprise <laughs> me. You just want to put it in the garage and leave it there. Well, you wouldn't park it outside Old Trafford, would you? It's ideal. The traffic's horrendous on match days. Oh, okay. You'd probably park it at Salford Keys and then walk across. What is it that they hope? What do Manchester hope? No, it's the hope is that is the hope that kills you. <laughs> it's the hope is the manufacturer that people will buy it. Obviously. Yeah, it's 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 a company called Yanmar. Yeah. And they are now the official global agricultural machinery partner of Manchester United. Okay, so the... so they've got the world, the the known world. Yeah. You know, there might be bits of it we haven't discovered yet. 
So what is this section of the show? You're basically doing an advert for Yanmar. Basically. We're going to make some money out of this, oh, haven't we? Fair enough. Next thing, I'm sorry, you've suckered me right into that. You we, said we, we, we could talk about Alan Shearer's wife's bra if you want. Well, you you, you obviously want to. It's International Women's Day. Yeah. You say, why not? So this is because Lineker said he'll do the match of the day naked if Leicester win. If Leicester, yeah. led by the gentle, or maybe not so gentle, Ranieri, yeah. win the Premier League, Gary Lineker said that he will present match of the day in his undercrackers. Right, yo. Now, Alan Shearer, yeah. fresh from a 72-hour non-stop five-a-side sport relief fiasco, yeah. yeah. then chirped up and said, I'll lend you one of Miss Shearer's bras to wear right. with the pants. Implicitly suggesting that Gary has got tits. Suggesting that A, he's got tits, B, he's into wearing women's underwear. Why didn't we call this podcast Gary Lineker's Tits? Because it'd be too long for a Twitter handle. Oh, it's all back to that again. It's my, How was that working for you? It's Brandon. How was it working for it's you in really this well. life? All right. Athletic or mince, what's wrong with that? Well, it's happening before our very eyes. So, well, I don't know what you want me to say about this, because it was a joke that I didn't really get. Because I... I well, I just found it unsettling. Just having I, it... I wanted it on the record. That you found it unsettling. Just that it happened, just in case... All right, ladies it and gentlemen, Andy forgotten. Dawson find, finds the idea of Alan Shearer's wife's bra very upsetting. Do you find out the thought of any all bras upsetting? <laughs> Not really. Not really. It's Alan Shearer's wife. It's just well, it's for context, isn't it? Mm. If she was wearing it, you know, all right, but I wouldn't seek it out. Okay, but if you... Gary Linick has got it on, yeah, you know, who's that going to help? Well, I mean, it takes away some of the gravitas from Match of the Day doesn't it? I would rather see Match of the Day presented by Gary Linnick just in underpants with his tits on show. Yeah. So you're as bad as Shearer. You reckon he's got tits? I'm not as bad as Shearer because Shearer's trying to cover them up. Can a man have tits? I suppose he can have tits. I've got tits, Bob. You've got tits? I've got tits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say that. But Lineker won't have tits. Or would you just say he has? He's just flat-chested. That's what he, yeah. yeah. They're quite muscular. Yeah. But they'd be very pronounced. Yeah, I bet he shaves his tits as well. Yeah, probably. Or just leaves a little circle around the nipple. Maybe, just for masculinity's yeah, sake. just a little circle of hair. So he'll lay in the bath, get his chin right down so he can see his nips. Yeah. Put the cream on. Yeah. You like this, don't you, Andy? Yeah. He'll rub the cream in and then shave his yeah. chest, but just leave yeah. that little... Well, it's the sort <laughs> of area where you shoot grouse, isn't it? Yeah. A little... What do you call it? A target. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I wish I'd done this show with someone with more knowledge of agriculture. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, do you remember when, when we asked people on Twitter how to make the most gruesome footballer imaginable? Oh, that's right. Yeah. We asked them to suggest some body parts. Well, that's because, yes, it's like, it comes to like um, Ivanovic's arse, stunning. Yeah. High, solid, yeah. incredible mass. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and you could add, I'll just start the ball rolling. You could start with that arse and Courtois' neck. But that is his arse isn't gruesome though, is it? No, we were but looking that's for gruesome power. Oh, you want gruesome? That's arses. what we asked for. We asked for gruesome, not not. No, I wasn't looking out for gruesome arses. It's not what I do when I'm sat watching the uh, telly. Carry on. So, what did people suggest? Well, we had, we had um, replies from quite a few people. Chase Fairley, mm. he said Suarez's teeth. Yep. Good start. Good start, yep. 
that's going to fill quite a lot of the face up, isn't it? I'm going to add. I'm going to. I'm going to wrap those teeth in Flanagan's gums. Right. Thank you. Back to Flanagan again. Steph Hamilton suggested Brian Kilcline's hair. Yeah, can't imagine. What does it look like? Well, it was really long, wasn't it? When he's played for Newcastle, centre off. He had it really long in a ponytail. But before that, I think it was permed. Oh, I remember this character. Yeah. I think he used to live on a barge. You think that's the most... What are you looking for? Grotesque? This is just what people have suggested. I'm not the judge. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I just think the hair. These are just suggestions. Things. What's the fella from Man City at the uh, the back there? De- not the not Demichels, the other one. Otamendi. Otamendi. He's now put his shaved part in about a millimeter from the middle. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens when it actually goes beyond centre point? What is that haircut? Do you know what think, I mean? I think it's got a name. I think it's a pioneering haircut. <laughs> just got you can only call it the Otamendi, can't you? So, well, he just has to take another, I don't know, four centimetres and he'll have created a completely new new haircut for the future. But then there was Iniesta the other week when Arsenal played Barcelona and he's got something going on where he's got shaved it all apart from this this sort of runway on the top of his head. Well, that's a Mohican, isn't it? No, but it was too short to be a Mohican. There wasn't enough... Yeah, no, you couldn't get purchase didn't on it. didn't have any body in it. It was just a strip. Yeah. Horrific. Okay, but well, Brian so, Kilcline, I think I could be wrong. Used to sleep in a coffin. Oh, ratio. On a barge. Yeah, I could be wrong. I probably feel that sort of David Essex vibe. Yeah, yeah. Did he used to solve crimes as well, Andy? <laughs> Pat, Pat, was it Pat Kil- Kilbride? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If Brian Kilcline solved any crimes. I mean, but, I imagine Stuart but, Pierce's you know, thighs will be in there, won't they? They're not on here. Not no on one there. suggested them. Someone suggested Ephanococcus perineum. Okay. Is that how you pronounce it? Perineum. Perineum. Yeah. The area between is between the the scrotal area and the anal area. Much neglected area, isn't it? But then someone else, Tommy D eighty four, yeah, suggested Tony Yabor's anus. And these are your your followers, I'll be happy. Yeah. How would someone have knowledge of that? I don't. I can't picture Tony Yabor. I think sometimes you can tell a man's anus from their face. From do you know what I mean? Facial expressions. Yeah. I should think that, uh, I'll put it this way, that you have to push really hard. I think it's a tight, tight grip. Yeah. 
it's it's a it's a trial. It snaps right back, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mine takes an age to snap back. <laughs> so I have a difficult period between wiping and getting on with my life where there's still there's still a very slow expulsion. I wonder don't I make I need to say seepage, don't I? Bit, uh, yeah, a bit yeah. of leftovers. Yeah, so I stand there with my trousers half down, just waiting for that part of the process. <laughs> then it doesn't snap shut, it just like... Like a... Like a... Um, <clears throat> like a, a swing bridge. Yeah, like a swing bridge or like a, a winkle going back into its shell. Kind of, that kind like of... Like a level crossing on a railway, yeah, just slowly... Slowly, and a little judder, and it's gone. And then you're back in business. Back in business, go in the living room and watch the telly. (laughs) What if you're out and about? Do you you, make time in your schedule to I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to start talking forever about it if you're not careful, Andy, because it dominates my life. So uh, was there any other good parts of bodies? Well, the other one, Stephen R. Moulton suggested Ozil's eyes. Yeah. No, I, I'm not convinced by that because I think his his eyes. Do you remember Ivanov, the Bulgarian player? Yes, I do he remember. Had, he scored. The, the, he, yeah. He had the look of a village idiot, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did, and I he think, wore it well. Yeah, I think Özil's just kind of paying homage to Ivanov yeah. with the eyes, or maybe it's Marty Feldman. Well, what do you mean? You think he's gone into hospital and had it done? No, I don't think he's gone that far. I just think he's got some kind of suction implement, and he just. Before he takes to the field, he'll like suck him like, out a, like a plunger, yeah. an eye plunger, yeah. and he'll just just enough just to bring them out for the yeah. ninety minutes. Maybe you can see his passes just that slightly more clearly. That's probably what he's trying to do. Peripheral that, vision, do you know what I mean? Just that little bit extra advantage. Yeah, you can see Ramsey coming up behind. Yeah, and give it him. And they haven't outlawed that yet. No, <laughs> P- perhaps they will eventually, but so far they haven't. What do you want to move on to? Then? I don't um, think that's well, going anywhere, you know. Do you not? Well, if you think there's something... Uh, tell me... There another, well, I mean, I'm, you're I'm, talking I'm, about anuses, perineums. I'm halfway through doing a Photoshop of all these. Yeah? To show you later on. Right, I'll tell you what, write them out with a quill and I'll consider them. Can it I, says Luke Chadwick there. What does people say about Luke Chadwick? Just Luke Chadwick, says G. Serge. Just I don't know Luke, Luke Chadwick. Chadwick. Who was he playing for? Bolton? He was at Manchester United and then he was at... And he slid down the leagues, didn't he? Like an eel. Okay. Frank Ribery, in general, someone said, but, it, but yeah, he, was he was in a car accident. That's not nice, is that's it? That's not nice, but he has got a hell of a hooter on him. Oh, Jesus. And let's face it, Andy, you know exactly what his anus is like from that, from this look of him. Yeah. It's dirty, isn't it? <laughs> it's disgusting. It's his dirty area, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm saying there's something He's in what probably, I say. He probably has to wear a nappy. <laughs> that actually... That leads us on to um, a Brazilian man. Yeah. Is he a footballer? Is he... He's a man yeah. and he's a footballer. Yeah. And for every match over the last eight years... Yes. He's wet himself before what, the game. What, through fear? No, he's done it voluntarily. He lets it go down yeah. his... He did it once, accidentally. Yeah. And his team won... And he's done it every match since then for eight years. Right. And has his team continued to win? Yes, every single match. Every single match for eight years? No, they haven't. Of course they haven't. That'd yeah. be ridiculous. So, why hasn't he stopped? Well, I don't know. You ask him. Well, I can't Should ask we him. get him on? But what does it say? Didn't, didn't you also tell me that this is the same man who, who kicks seven shades out of snakes as well? One snake, singular. 
the, the wetting himself thing, that's a plural. That's an ongoing thing. Right, you know. It's called Edir Loco. Okay. You must have heard of him. No, I haven't heard of him, no. But anyway, wets himself before every match. Yeah. Wets himself for every match. But quite recently, a snake got on the pitch, as as could probably happen in Brazil. Yeah. And uh, while everyone was standing around looking at it and going, Ooh, what are we going to do with this? Yeah. Edir Loco is yeah, his shorts <laughs> stained and stinking yeah. of piss. Mm. He just waded into the snake and he just kicked it, kicked it around the pitch until it was dead. Oh dear, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't there to see that. What do you reckon of that then? Well, I don't. He's pe- got a lot of problems, hasn't he? People are scared. People are funny with snakes, aren't they? Do you watch the Snake Hunter on Discovery Channel or wherever it is? No. Deep down in the menu, past what, the like Welsh, the, past the yachts like meandering around, and eight hundred and three, one of them, something like that. And no, it, I've not seen it. He fights black mamba. He don't fight them. He, but if you've got a black mamba or a spitting cobra or whatever in your house, he'll come and rescue it because he thinks he loves them. He loves his snakes. Does he? Yeah. He'll take it away and sort of add it to his collection, will he? Do you, do you know about the black mamba? I'm not familiar with the black mamba. The black mamba, <laughs> it grows up to 13 feet, yeah? And it can run two-thirds of its body upright, one-third What does it run on? On the, on the one-third that it leaves on the ground. And it can run up to 20 miles an hour. Got legs? No, imagine just the snake. He puts two thirds of his body up, upright, yeah. and then the final third he uses like this. Slithers. Slithers at twenty miles an hour, chases you. You're dead. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> you're dead within ten minutes. If you're I wouldn't have that. I wouldn't stand for that. The black mamba. Nah. It's a grey snake, but when it opens his mouth, it's deep dark black. Where do they have them then? Down south. So, <laughs> is, it a London, is it a London snake? Yeah, it's on County Surrey, Guildford, that road there. South Africa. South Africa. Right. And so there you go. God, they had a World Cup there, didn't they? They did, yeah. Jesus. Do you know one of, their gra- one of those grounds? I bet they didn't put it in the bid. <laughs> one of their, the, you know the ground where the first match that England played there? Do you know that's a car park now? Is it? It's a bit sad, isn't it? It is. The World Cup venue should be restored for forever. Yeah, but it really does. It's, you know, it... it, it it's it's well you know the the corruption and that Roker Park nineteen nineteen sixty six that was a World Cup ground yeah that's a housing estate now Ersan Park was a World Cup what's ground. that now in fact Ersan Park of course was the venue of Korea beating South Korea beating Italy in that yeah. extraordinary match which was the first football match I ever went to and that's uh, houses now you've mentioned that that's just going to infuriate Kim Jong Il because he'll be listening to this okay I'd like to withdraw that. Immediately, and I yep. wonder if Kim's listening. If he might like to listen to this little bit of music that we've got. Yeah, here we go. Ah, oh, that was better. That's nice. You think that soothed him? <laughs> I hope so. God. Should we clumsily move on to something else? Yeah, please. No, I haven't got anything else. I think that's about it. It's all you want to talk about. No, there is, though. Hang on, there is. Yeah. And this doesn't really tie in very nicely with International Women's Day. But? This is a bad thing. There's a German club in the second division. Right. SV Sandhausen. Yeah. And they've got a sponsorship deal. It's not for tractors. It's for hookers. So explain how that works. What they're doing is... They've got a commercial partnership deal with a local brothel Yeah. called the Beehive. Right. It's a nice name, isn't it? It sounds enticing, doesn't it? Yeah, it's evocative of the, of the summer, of the Beehive haircut, of dances, of Honey. the local hop. Honey, everything, yeah. But it's but it's a knock and shop. Righty-o. 
and um, fans of the club can get a discount if they go along. Right, and produce arrive in their tractor that they've they bought. arrive in the official club tractor, club tractor with their season ticket in the air. Yeah, so let's do one. <laughs> let's let's go. Yeah, time to time to dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what you. I mean, um, different a, a different attitude towards that sort of thing in um, in Germany, isn't there? There is, to I mean, be fair. I mean, I know you find it shocking. I'm appalled by it. Yeah, you, I can see you're absolutely appalled. Um, that's an interesting one, that. But it's it's also supposedly the most environmentally conscious brothel in the world. Right. The manager, yeah. Jürgen Mach, says, they are a very serious partner. Alcohol and cigarettes are regularly promoted by other clubs. At least being in stock is good for the environment. I applaud that. He's quite right. He hasn't explained he? how, though, has he? Do you know, what, do you know when... The, Maybe they just recycle. <laughs> Nobody's other brothels don't recycle, and they've got yeah. quite a proactive recycling policy. Yeah, it could just be that. Do you know? Do you, do you know that on these these advert strips around the ground? Yeah, there's one that's got a little doggy on it. I've seen that. I yeah. find that too distracting. It is distracting, isn't it? But you can catch your in-laws out with it. You know, if they're a bit older and sell it as a dog on the pitch. Right. Have you done that? Yeah. How many I'm, times I'm have sure you done loads that? of people have done it. Has it just got to be in-laws? Yeah, yeah, they've, any, they've got to be a certain age. Yeah, not a blood relative. <laughs> it's got to be somebody distanced from. Yeah, but can marriage. you tell me what it's advertising? That's the thing, isn't it? Dogs trust. Is that what you reckon? I don't know. I mean, it's not advertising black dogs, is it? No. So, but it's, it's it could just, be. It's just interesting, isn't it? People hire these. I looked into hiring one. You know, the the championship clubs now occasionally hire a mobile one of those things to go around the pitch if right. they're on telly. Twenty thousand quid. That's outrageous. I bet they are. To advertise black dogs. <laughs> Actually, we could probably do. We're getting some sponsorship on this, couldn't we? But would you like to sponsor We'd get black, black dogs. The Black Dogs Organisation. Sponsored by the Black Dog Federation. Of What's the, the, I suppose the most famous black dog would be the Labrador? Just the Brit. I thought we were going to say a specific black dog. Oh, a specific black dog. I can't think of a black Grey Fry's Bobby were grey, wasn't he? Was he Lassie white? was like brown and black. Has there ever been a famous black dog? Sooty? No, he's not black, is he? Is Sooty black? Actually, so- Sooty's, Sooty's a puppet. Sooty's he's not a dog, is he? He's, he's actually a, a puppet. bear, and he's a puppet. He's a puppet, right. And Sweep is the dog. Sweep well, is the dog. he's not black either. He's not black. Well, they'll just have to be black dog. The, Champion the, the black Wonder Horse? Was he? Champion the Wonder Dog. He's a dog, but he's, he's brown. <laughs> God. So we'll have to be on behalf of black dogs generally. Perhaps that's why they're looking to raise awareness with these it's, adverts at football matches, because... Not many people are aware that black dogs are a thing. Yeah. Give us a voice, will you, kids? Yeah. If anyone's listening to this and can think of a famous black dog, I'm thinking please of a, let us know. I'm thinking of a whiskey that maybe has got a black dog on it, but I'm, 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 I've stopped thinking about it now, so I've only got that far. I'm thinking of a Scotsman Yeah. on a heath. Right. And he's got a gun. Yeah. And he's well, got that's a black what you're doing tonight, next, though, isn't it? And he's got a black dog next to him. And where are we? And is this in a movie, in an advert, or this is just in my imagination? Alrightio. I just wanted to try and think of a black dog. No, well, that, how unusual it would be if there isn't a famous black dog, Andy. How unusual it would be. Who do you want to win this this Premiership? You've told me Leicester. I do apologise. I think Leicester. Who do you think? Uh, do you think Sunderland and Middlesbrough are going to be in the same or different divisions next year? I think they're going to be both in the Premier League. Oh, that would be nice. 
but that's that's as much about my hatred of Newcastle United as it is of any faith in Sunderland. Why do you, why I hate? Why why I hate? Why do you hate Newcastle United? Well, what's what's to love about them? But I'm, I'm a why would you? I'm, I'm supposed to hate them. Is hate a bad thing? No, I think you're supposed to love your own club. I don't. I don't see why would you? Are I, you not allowed to hate your rivals? You haven't really got any rivals at Middlesbrough, have you? I mean, you, you've got Sunderland and Newcastle, but we don't give a monkeys about you. Well, I suppose Leeds is our Leeds, main rivalry. Why would Leeds care about you? Leeds care about us. I will tell they? you. Oh yeah, they think about nothing else. Really? Yeah, because they're seeing their their demise correspond with our rise. Right. And I suppose that irritates them. I mean, I feel very sorry for Leeds supporters. It's a great club. I remember the great days. But I just don't understand. Why do I, if I'm going to support, if I get my, um, one of my kids and they say, Dad, I'm going to support Rotherham. Yeah. Why is part of the package for me to say, in that case, you must hate? Is there a package? Well, like a dossier? Well, it seems it sometimes When you start supporting it's... a club, you get handed a dossier and you say, <clears throat> the name of your team? Is, is Middlesbrough their nickname? The, the nickname, their club colours, founded eighteen whenever. Yeah, honours, not many. Yeah, manager this week it's Karanka. Yeah, hate figure Leeds United. But yeah. you start question marks we, there, wouldn't you? Because no, it comes down from the matter. terraces, doesn't it? You got your first match, and the, and they'll be singing "We Hate Leeds" come or "We Hate Sunderland." Or well, whatever. you just answered your own question there. Why hate? Why not? Oh well, if it's why not? Yeah, why not go out and start and start putting leeches on old people or black dogs? Yeah, you know, I, I, don't, I just don't understand it. All, all that. Of course, there is one exception, which is Chelsea. Well, of course. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps then you fit into this gentle category that we've been discussing today. Yeah, and you were a gentle. A gentleman. Gentleman, thank you for that, Andy. Possibly. I'm glad you've noticed. You don't subscribe to the, the hate thing quite as much as I do, <clears throat> but I'm a bit younger than you, and yeah. I've got a lot of insecurities. Okay. And perhaps that's where the hate comes from. So, well, I just, I do find... Life know, hasn't been kind to me, Bob. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I've, I can I've see got a lot of, yeah, hasn't yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of um, issues yeah. with a lot of people. Well, if it helps you to hate Newcastle United... And you and you have to carry those around with you. If it helps you to hate them, get through these troubled times. And of course, I understand. But um, generally speaking, it's not for me. I went fishing last week. Did you? Yeah. What'd you catch? I caught a trout. Two Just and half, one. Two and a half pound mm. trout. Just one. Yeah. It's a waste of time, wasn't it? No, I caught three grayling as well. I just got one trout. What did you do with it? Chuck it back. Yeah, chucked it straight you're back. You're lying. The, I, I can tell you're lying. <laughs> you hesitated there. No, I did. I chucked it back. I didn't chuck it back. I gently lowered it back into the water. Yeah, right. You... Yeah, right. And um, is there put a, it in a pie. Put a trout pie. Yeah. What a sticky trout pie from yeah. Iceland. Yeah. That's probably what you eat. Actually, is there a big Iceland in? Hey, Sunderland? did you know? There's yeah. There's a couple of decent ones. I bet yeah. there is. Yeah. I bet there's an Iceland every hundred yards in. Sunderland. And there's you can get a, a lobster for three ninety nine. In yeah. little, at the minute. But have you tried to purchase one, Andy? No. Because I've heard a rumour that the, the, the Iceland Christmas lobster, and I'm suspicious it might be the same with this little spring lobster, shall we call it? Yeah. We're into March now. That you actually go down and there was only ever ten available. Ah, right. At that stall. store, So you'll never actually be able to purchase one. Like, and, the, like the 30 quid tellies... In Asda on yeah, Black Friday. Yeah, because it's an extraordinary offer, three ninety nine for a lobster. And you think it through. I thought maybe they were genetically engineered. 
No, they're from Canada. They're from Canada. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, you look so happy when you were thinking of Canadian lobster. I prefer tinned salmon to fresh. I got to be honest. Do you? Do you like yeah. smoked salmon? It's all right, isn't it? It's all right in small doses. Yeah, I have like, a little nibble a, on as it. A, as a what you call it? One of them things you have at parties. Yeah, a, a true font. Yeah, I think they call them true fonts. <laughs> the um, yes, I'll do, but I do like tinned salmon. So. How, where are we at now, Andy? Are we bringing this to an end? Well, I've um, just got what kind of um, fish products do you like on the list of things that we're going to talk about? Okay, we, well, sh- we should because we got the we got people to um, suggest a gruesome footballer for us. We should get people to answer another question in the hope that they'll listen again next week. Yeah, and find an answer to it. And I, I was I was quite tickled by the Barnsley. I wasn't a Barnsley fan, was it? It was, it was, a, a, it was a, no, it was Barnsley fan. It was the away end, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. And he took a hamster in his hood. In his in the hood of his hoodie. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone sang at the hamster. And of course the RSPCA aren't happy with it. Well, oh. although the sur- surrounding supporters said that the the hamster looked really happy. I think the RSPCA haven't actually commented yet. Right. It was the National Hamster Council. Ah, uh, very who, different organisation. They're quite militant. They are militant. Yeah. Uh, they they were straight out on yeah. the offensive, condemning the, the hamster thing. Yeah. Um, Hector the hamster he was right he was called no no, I'm sorry the RSPCA have denounced it I'm just hearing now just coming in just coming in right now the RSPCA have denounced it but um, the National Hamster Council obviously straight out of the blocks you know within minutes of the footage appearing on I always think with the National Hamster Council you know they do overreact they just want to take a breath sometimes don't you think with them well kind of but you know they haven't got much to do have they there's not a lot of hamster abuse going on. Well, and when some does happen, and it's as apparent as that was, yeah. and as brazen as that was, yeah. you can't blame them. I mean, I think the stories, you know, as, as it's because of that alliteration, hamster in a hoodie. Yeah, I think that's what's brought it to everyone's Hector attention. Hector the hamster, Hector in the, hoodie. the hamster in a hoodie. Beautiful, isn't it? You know it? what I mean? Yeah. If it had been, I don't know, called Jeff Briefcase or whatever. Yeah. Colin Broadcast. If it was a briefcase. A no, if his name was Colin Broadcast in a hoodie, not even in a hoodie. In a briefcase. In a jacket. It just wouldn't have flown, and it's really flown. It's captured the imagination, hasn't yeah. it, of the nation. Yeah. Well, I mean, what next week, um, I think I'm willing to reveal that um, I have a secret move that you can carry out in a penalty area, which guarantees either the scoring of a goal or the awarding of a penalty. Right. However, for the last 24 years, I have been paid an annuity by the Football League to keep my mouth shut about it. Really? Next week, I'm willing to, at the very least, give enough information that you might be able to work out what that move is. Are you now financially comfortable enough That's to, exactly to, to feel that you can snub their annuity and, and reveal what it was? Yeah. I mean, a lot of my um, my budgeting was based on me being able to buy lobsters at three ninety nine. Right, but you might have um, to do with tin salmon instead. But I might have to, if, if, yeah, if I have tin salmon, I can survive without that. Or annuity. go out and catch more trout. Yeah, for example. And I might be, well, I think I'll reveal enough information next week so that. Could that, this rock the world of football? Could it turn it football on? It finishes football. It finishes football. It finishes football, yeah. See, now I was just about to say to people if you can tell us what's the weirdest thing you've ever brought into a football ground, yeah. like a hamster. Yeah, that would be a kind of a neat, fun thing. Okay, and yeah. then you've just stepped all over that and gone. Next week, tune in, boys and girls. I'm going to end football. Yeah, but hold on, we've doubled up. We've doubled up because you can find out how football might end, and also you can contribute with stories of the, the strangest thing you've seen at a football match. 
Could be too much, so it must be one or the other. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's been uh, that's, that's been, been Athletic Mince then. Yeah. Episode I mean, one. Episode one. Um, I've enjoyed hearing what you've had to say. I think we, you know, it's been all right. I was a bit, um, if it, just if you don't mind me saying, Annie, you know, there was a lot of stuff about the commercial side of the game. Yeah. Um, and you seem to be wedging in talk of um, the nether regions. Do you think it went below the waist a bit too much? I think you did, Andy, and I, I think you should reassure the audience that that won't happen again. There was too much tea in here. Exactly. So a bit less of that next yeah, week. So, and in fact, he's obviously not going to do it, ladies and gentlemen, so I would like to reassure you that should you choose to tune in again, there'll be less of the tea in here. Right. Thank you. I can't guarantee that. Yeah. Well, there we go then. You can find us on Twitter at, 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 at Athletico Mince. Yeah. And just you know, get on there and just say stuff to us. Yeah, and we'll we'll, and we'll just steal it. it yeah, well, and yeah, just we'll... fill up next week's show with it because <laughs> we're like that. Right. Well, let's thank everyone for listening, Andy. Thanks, everyone. Sorry about the tea in here. Sorry about I'll the tea in here. Try and down a bit next week. I hope you've learned something useful. And next week, could you not wear them them cat's whiskers that you've got stuck on your face? <laughs> I thought I the G, you're right up. I found them a bit off-putting. Yeah, okay. Now I know I won't wear them. All right. Thanks, Bob. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.